0: Hello and welcome to Rama Agape Kindras Podcast. We are honored to have you join us as we share the word with you today. We believe this word will touch your heart, equip you to do what God has called you to do, encourage you to live out his purpose for you, and give you good food to feed those around you. Enjoy. It's such a privilege and an honor to be standing here again. It's been a long time. <laughs> I was telling my wife, I hope I remember how to preach. <laughs> it's been a very long time, I've been concentrating more on the worship for the last, uh, well, actually pre-COVID, from pre-COVID, I've had, I don't think I've been on the stage before that, but amen. So I'm gonna need your prayer. If I'm talking too fast because I'm a bit nervous, just say, whoa, oh. just slow down a little bit and I'll slow down, amen. Amen. Let me turn to John 11 this morning. I want to speak about something, something that was uh, laid on my heart very strongly a few weeks ago. And if you can turn to the person next to you and tell them what my sermon today is about. Can you tell them? What's my sermon about? He told you what? <laughs> Can you talk to the person, tell him expectations? expectations. Expectations, wow. Expectations is a is a big thing, eh? Let me just hear. Yeah, what, what are expectations for you? What does expectation mean? I can't believe bikes are mic so you don't have to shout from here. <laughs> hey. <laughs> to expect what? How oh, do you want to live your life? Yeah. So you expect to live your life in that way? Okay. What What are your plans? Okay. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, is taking a whole another road now. <laughs> what were your expectations when you came to church this morning? To be blessed? To, be blessed. to receive. To praise the Lord, oh, thank you. Somebody also giving at church, not just coming to fetch, fetch, fetch. <laughs> to meet certain people, good, good, it's a nice fellowship time. Those are your expectations? Why are you, let me ask you maybe a personal question. Pastor Mark was his last service last week, and uh, they gone for a year now. Uh, I was expecting not many people to show up because I thought they're gonna yeah, Pastor them up. <sighs> that light is preaching the game now, <laughs> That's what I expected. But what did you expect this morning when you came to church? Uh, what did you what let me ask you, what do you expect from uh, myself and our pastoral team that are leading the church for the next year? I hey to invitation, to. assurance. To. Okay, okay hope we can give you that because we're not sure that yet (laughs) we're just going to follow what the Lord is telling us and and do everything that he's asking us to do for the next year Uh, we will probably be doing not much different to what Pastor Mark has been doing for the last 20 years or maybe the Lord will ask us to do something totally different and that's okay too and I hope you're expecting to see something good you know when Pastor Mark was speaking to me uh in the counseling to, to start leading after a little while, uh, he told me and I, I, I remember he's been saying this last week, he says, we're not expecting anything from you for the next year. There's no limitations, there's no nothing. But you know, <laughs> deep in my heart I, I keep on thinking about the parable of the master that went away and left his servants who, one talent, two talents, and five talents. And I don't want to be that guy with the one talent saying, hey, you know, this? Uh, it was a big church. Ugh, I didn't do nothing of it. I decided to just uh, keep it low key, and just get through the year, and give it back to you. And then uh, I, I, I keep on thinking about that scripture that says, even what you have will be taken away from you. And I don't want to be that, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be that pastor. So uh, although there's no expectations, I still need to uh, Well, together with our pastoral care team. We need to do something (laughs) with the the talents that have been left with us. And uh, we plan to do exactly that. And I know that you are praying for us and that you are uh, asking the Lord to lead us and guide us. And uh, this year may be greater than the years before. Sometimes it takes some drastic changes to make some powerful things happen. And we're going to do it this year. So can we just close our eyes and we're going to just ask the Lord to feed today. Father, we thank you that you are here. We thank you that you always allow your word to go out and never allow it to come back without accomplishing all that it must set out to do. Father, as I minister today, let your word go out, Lord. I ask that expectations may be reached that are from you, that may be cancelled, that are not from you. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, that we expect you to touch our hearts. We expect to receive from you today, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. So, recently my wife and I went on a small holiday. We we took a break before the hard work starts. And uh, we went to a beautiful lodge. My wife booked us. And uh, she booked us. Yes, she booked us. I have a wife like that. <laughs> <laughs> she booked us on a three-night uh, stay in a lovely lodge there, Clarence. I don't know if you've been to that side of the world. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. And uh, she booked us in this wonderful lodge. And um, as soon as we got there, we started talking about, "Hey, maybe we should get an extra night." I think we we'll must get an extra night. And we didn't even start doing anything. We just got there. We thought we we're going to have an extra <laughs> night. And day one went by smooth, we enjoyed it, day two went and we were swimming and having fun and day three went and uh, it was really nice. Day four was morning now, this is the morning we're supposed to leave. My wife asked me, should we book it? So, me being the good husband I am, I thought, uh, you know, she's enjoying it so much, our kids are enjoying it so much. Yes, let's book it. Secretly in my heart though, I was hoping, hey, I'm missing home, I want to go home, but you know, I'm sure she wants to stay, she's enjoying it, let's stay, let's book another night. So, uh, just like that, that fourth night was booked, and we were staying another night. Uh, that day we really actually enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> I think we, we tried to make up for this extra day that we got now, we did Everything we went everywhere, we looked at everything, we ate everything. Anywhere we didn't go in the past three days, we did it on that day. The next morning at breakfast we were supposed to leave now, getting packing up and going, and I told my wife, you know love. I have a confession. I actually secretly prayed that we would not have stayed this extra night. Up really I was missing the and I wanted to go home. My family, we are, maybe it's not my family, maybe it's just me and my wife, but we are those type of people where after three, four nights, eh, not that the place is not nice, I just, I wanna go home. I want to go to my fridge and open, I wanna jump in my bed, and I want to, I, I just, <laughs> possibly because the same guy's me, <laughs> so, so, I told her, love, I really didn't want to. She looked at me with the open mouth. You know that's better. Are you telling me this now? I ended up finding out that she actually wanted to use the money for something else that she needed to do. So that's why she was making sure you really, really want to stay. Before she made the booking. And me expecting that this would be good for her, I thought, you know, yeah, that's good let's enjoy it and, and uh, she expected me to be the good husband that actually tells the truth of how i felt uh, i was expecting her to be happy for how i made the decision for her i, I almost made the decision for you <laughs> she was expecting me to be responsible with what we are doing this is our family's money this is work money we worked hard for i needed to be responsible i was expecting it to be more grateful <laughs> and uh, we were expecting a lot of things, I must say. Uh, but so much for expectations. It happened and we enjoyed ourselves and uh, we are back now and relaxed and rested. But we all have expectations, I mean. Some of them come from desires and assumptions and hopes for a better life. For So we expect some things and, and it just happens like that. And uh, I want to do... I was thinking about, what are some of our expectations as Christians, eh? I know, if I'll be honest, I expect to hear from God sometimes without spending time listening, eh? I don't know, maybe it's just me. I expect to wake up in the morning and you know, speak to me. Let me make some breakfast quickly and uh, do everything. How many of us expect that sometimes? <laughs> we want to receive all the promises, In the Bible without fulfilling any of the conditions eh? we uh, I don't know how many of us maybe maybe it's not in this church but how many of us uh, expect to live under the blessings and the fulfillment of Christ and uh, yet we're still living in sin we still we want to live in Christ but we're still living in sin and it's okay to learn because we are, um, and, and how many of us expect that, eh? I, I think a lot of us expect those things. Some of us are, how many new Christians have expected, we were all new Christians at times, and, and how many of us expected when we just gave our hearts to the Lord, everything is going to run smooth from now on? Eh? We're just going to be blessed, and we're going to name it, and claim it, and all those things that they say on the TV. Until TVN end, we're just going to we're gonna live like that and live in his blessings. And, and we expected a lot of things. How many of us expected never to fight a battle? Hey? How many of us expected that uh, the battle is the Lord's. He will fight our battles for us. That's what the scripture says, doesn't it? And then I wonder why is Ephesians 6.20 put in there. Now put on the full armor of God so that you may stand against the evil schemes of the devil. Was the armor put on just for for a photo shoot? So we can say, hey, just, Yeah, I'm ready for battle. Well, not really, but I'm ready for battle. And how many of us expect that? And we just we just go through this Christian life smooth. And I, I think God puts us into certain situations because He's empowered us to do the necessary work that needs to be done. So some battles we're gonna be put in there to fight them. And he said, amen, the scripture says, I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Not some things, not most things, but all things. You're putting the scriptures on before I even read them. <laughs> How many of us expect to see God's plan and purpose and blessings like the Jeremiah 29:11 that he just put on now? God has plans to prosper me and not to harm me. but to give me hope in a bright future. How many of us expect this? Amen, you, you can say amen. This is an expectation I also have. I expect God to, 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 to bless me this way. That's why I, I proclaim this scripture every now and then. How many of us don't expect it to come through applying some wisdom and maybe some restraint on some areas? We, we want to be able to live the way we want to live. We want to be able to buy all the things and do all the things. We want to become prosperous, but we we don't want to practice wisdom and restraint. Because... <laughs> so there are expectations we have that are good, that are right, but sometimes we don't always expect the other half, the flip side of that, of that thing. I hope I'm making sense. I hope I'm not... Upsetting you now. This is this is from the word. I'm not. I'm not trying to take anything away from God's word. But how easily we expect right things. Recently, also we got rabbits for my daughters. We still getting to try to live, don't worry. I hope you have it open. <laughs> Recently, we got rabbits for my daughters. So we got these two little rabbits, a black one and a grey one, and. Uh, My baby Isabella is very good with little small animals. The big one is very rough. Gabriela is very rough. She plays very rough. She played a little bit too rough for this rabbit and um, passed away. Went to rabbit heaven, that's what the auntie says. (laughs) And uh, so we had a little funeral now because my daughter was crying. She lost her rabbit. Um, We had a little funeral, but my my baby Isabella. She was standing over that little box and that rabbit. And she started praying. God, I know you can do it. Please make this rabbit better. And I stood there, I was like, Lord, you have to do something. This child, the real Christian in our house, this child is praying for something. Really, she, she said all the words, I believe it. And I know you can do it. And uh, you must make this rabbit better, Lord. Now I I know that God can do it. God has raised people from the dead. This little small rabbit will be nothing for God to do. And so I I, I must say I stood there waiting for this rabbit because this is this is some real faith, and, and I stood there waiting for this rabbit to arise from the dead and loose its clothes and walk out of the box, and. Uh, it didn't happen. And I was a little bit disappointed initially. And then I thought to myself, you know, Lord, why did you make this thing happen? I mean, this is, this is something that was really, it can't be done. And then my, my eldest daughter is carrying on playing like she forgot about this little rabbit that just died. The baby is there, We're still concerned that this thing is. The eldest daughter don't even care. She's running around. And, and then I realized, I, I don't think rabbits are the right animal for my biggest daughter, Gabriela. And, and then I saw that maybe Lord doesn't allow certain things to happen because he knows, yeah, that's not, that's not good for you. It may look like a blessing to you, but maybe it's, uh, it's actually a curse. And, and uh, so then I, I explained to the, my two girls, see girls, the Lord didn't bring this rabbit to life because Gabriela is not a rabbit person. She's a big dog person. She's rough and jumps on the dogs and things. And and, and I think Mary and Martha in our next uh, portion of Scripture, from John 11, verses 1, I think they had the same kind of expectations. Maybe different, it didn't turn out as they had hoped or as they had thought it would, but uh, it turned out magnificently. So if you haven't read your Bible this week, we're going to read it for you. We're going to get a lot of word in today. We're going to go through the whole of John, chapter 11. Amen. The whole story. Uh, I'm sure some of you are used to, or, or you know this portion of scripture, as Lazarus. You remember Lazarus? Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and his sister Martha. I'm going to read from my Bible, since it's the same. It was that Mary, it was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with the hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. You know which Mary was this? You don't know the night He found me. You did not feel what I felt when you wrapped in love and love around me. You don't know the cost of the oil in my alabaster box, you don't know it's all. It's a CC Wyman's Mary, that was uh, the same Mary from the alabaster box. This is the same Mary that he was talking about yeah. here. I thought you would know that. Song. Amen. Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. I wonder what Mary expected here yeah, when she sent this letter to her and said, uh, Jesus, that a guy that you, yeah, well, he's sick. You should come and visit him. And, uh, do the same thing you did with the other guys. He leave maybe and uh, when Jesus when Jesus heard this verse 4 okay when Jesus heard that he said the sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God and we want a powerful thing to yeah don't worry Jesus telling the servant now don't worry Lazarus won't die so what's the expectation of the servant he's gonna go back and say don't worry guys Jesus said Lazarus is not gonna die everything's gonna be okay he's gonna get healed I'm sure you'll be here uh, soon uh, we all know if you've read the scripture before, we all know what happened and it didn't happen like that. <laughs> now Jesus loved Martha and his sister and Lazarus, so when he heard that he wasn't sick, he stayed two more days. It doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. Uh, if you love somebody, do you wait? Nah, don't worry, we'll go later. you oh. Let me tell you my expectation. My expect, expectation is, if I was sick, I expect you to come visit me in the hospital today. Not after I died. Today, please. So, so I expect you to, to see you in the hospital one day. If I'm ever in the hospital, and uh, I expect, that's what I expected from, from this portion of scripture. I expected to read, when Jesus had, he said, I'm coming now. I leave everything because you are so important to me. I will come now. That's what I expected. It's just me. I don't know about you, but that's definitely me. And then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. So after two days, he decided, okay, let's go now. After I've done all my stuff, let's go now. Uh, Where we are? No, eight. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, Lately like the Jews sought to stone you, and you're going there, babe? Now, when I read this, I thought of serious opposition, like, like, uh, like EFF opposition. The opposition, the kind of opposition that you don't want. Like if you said something or did something and you have them on your back, it's not, it's not something. And this was the kind of opposition Jesus had been going through. At the time, he was preaching and teaching, and, and he was really embarrassing the Jews and all their, their leaders. And uh, they sought to kill him. So they were looking for any opportunity to kill him. So at this time, uh, I think this is why maybe the disciples thought to themselves, you know, when when, when he says, no, we're going to stay another two days, they probably, no, yeah, that's that's good. That was fine. They didn't die. It's fine. It's just a man. we were busy with a whole lot of other things, yeah. So I, I think they knew the opposition they would have faced if they went. But what they didn't expect was that Jesus cared so much for Lazarus that he would go anyway. That he would risk his life for his friend. That he would risk his ministry and everything he was doing for his friend I wonder about how many of us didn't expect that of Jesus Christ for our own lives Like we we wouldn't have expected him to give up his life for me I mean that's sad but Jesus was willing to risk his life for his friend just like he did for you and I just like he went to the cross for you and I. Risking everything for a possible, for a maybe, for a, you know, he's going to probably do it again person. But he did it. That's what he did for us. And then, then he goes to verses 9 and 10. Jesus answered Are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not with him. Now, this may be a little bit off the topic, but Jesus was saying Yeah, I walk in the light, I've got nothing to hide. I'm gonna go there and I will reach there because I've got nothing to hide. I wonder how many of us would have reached the places we were going if we had nothing to hide. But some of us are still walking in the light, not us, man. There, those people there, outside. Some of those people are still hiding a little bit of stuff. Uh, that's why they need to walk in the night. And that's why the Jews were walking in the night. Because they were they were hiding some things. And they were they knew they were guilty of some things. Uh, if they were going to kill this man, Jesus. So they were doing things in the night and hiding. And, 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 and I know it's not on the topic. It's not expectations. But I wonder how many of us would actually reach where we were going to if we had left all the stuff that we were hiding and, 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 and keeping under the, the dark. And Jesus says, I'm going to reach there because I've got nothing to hide. I'm going to. I need to go. Amen. Receive it. Don't receive it. It's fine. Don't worry. These things he said and after that he said to him, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he's going to get well. Don't worry. Uh, however, Jesus spoke of his death. But they thought he was speaking about rest in sleep then jesus said to them plainly, guys lazarus is dead that's what i'm trying to say i'm trying to say lazarus is dead and i'm glad for your sakes that i was not there that you may believe nevertheless let us go with him now this somewhat contradicts what jesus said in the beginning eh? didn't jesus say no the sickness won't lead to death didn't he say that and now he's saying God, Lazarus is dead. I mean, Jesus, come on. You see, You see, He's only going to sleep. And then I began to understand Yeah, but death is permanent. Sleep is only temporary. Hmm? Isn't it? We wake up the next morning. Or we wake up. And, and, and Jesus knew, though it may look permanent to you, though it may look like it's over to you, it's only temporary. Don't worry. This is not, it's not gonna to lead to his death. It's, it's, he's sleeping. It's temporary. He'll wake up just now. And I thought to myself, wow, well, that's exactly what happened to Joseph, didn't it? When his brothers sold him into slavery, they thought it was permanent. God knew it was only temporary. That's exactly what happened to Jesus on the cross. Satan thought it was permanent. Satan thought this is the end everybody around thought this was the end even his own disciples even though Jesus did tell them but God knew it was temporary and you know when I was preparing this sermon I, I felt the Lord saying there are some things in our lives that may look like they are dead but God is still working so they are only temporary Don't be like Mary and Martha and give up on the things that look like they are dead. But be like Jesus and expect those things only to be temporary. There are some things in our lives that may look like they are over, but God is saying today to somebody, I'm not sure who, but somebody is only temporary. And if this is for you, please receive it. Don't, Don't let it go, don't let it run away. Then Thomas, who was called the twin, said to the father disciples, Let us go that we may die with him. Verse 17. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the woman around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. What was Mary's expectation? You could have, you would have, and you should have, if you had just come on time. If you had just come on time, he would have been healed. I wonder about how many of our prayers uh, go like that, eh? Lord, do this by tomorrow. Lord, do that by the end of the month. Lord, I want to be before December 31st. And we have an expiration date on God's uh, promise, on his, on his blessing, on our prayers to Him, on our questions to Him. We have an expiration date. And, and, and God is reminding us yeah. Uh, throughout this portion of Scripture, He's going he's gonna to show us, don't put an expiration date on what God is doing. Don't put an expiration date on your prayers. Don't put an expiration date on your questions to me let him do what he needs to do even though it may seem too late like Mary said you know it's too late you came now but it's too little too late but jesus is not done yet. amen but even now i know that that whatever you ask of god god will give you i mean this is still a powerful expectation and this is an expectation we all need to have she still expected god to be able to do what he said he was going to do maybe not for lazarus but she still knew that god can heal God can do what he needs to do. God can save. God can, he, he's still able. He just didn't do it for me, but he's still able. And I, sometimes I I pray those prayers and, and God doesn't do it for me. And then I come here and I pray it for you. And I see God do it for you. It doesn't make me believe it any less. It just, okay, it's over for me. He didn't do it for me, it's cool. But yeah, she still expects him. And I want us to still have that expectation. Verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. Oh, verse 23, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again, 24. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? See, Jesus was trying to teach her something here. He wasn't just the healer. She knew him as the healer, but he wasn't just that. He's trying to teach her today that he is also the resurrection. See, even when it goes too far, he can still do what he wants to do. He can still do what he's able, because our God is able. Our God is able to do all that. And she said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has coming to the world. Verses 28, and when she said that, these things she went away and secretly called Mary her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, following, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. How many people expect you to go back to where you lost something? And they see you and they just expect you probably you've gone back. How many of us go back Is he going to preach next? <laughs> How many of us go back to where uh, where we lost it? But Mary, Mary wasn't going back to where she lost it. She was going to Jesus. And I, I said something again that the Holy Spirit was laying on to me on my heart for someone here today. Don't go back to where you lost it. Like Mary, she wasn't going back to the tomb. She, where, where she lost it, she was actually going to Jesus, where later she didn't know but she was going to gain what she had lost. And, and I said to the Lord strongly said, Don't go back to where you lost it. Come to me. Come to me. I've got the miracle that will raise what you've lost. I've got the miracle that will give life to what has died. I've got the miracle that will bring back what you have lost. Don't go to where you've lost it. Come back to me. And I sense Jesus saying that very strongly in the scripture. And she goes she goes to Jesus, verses 31, 32. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw me, she fell down on his feet saying to him, Lord, if you are me here, my brother would not have died. Now, Martha said the very same thing, eh? Martha said the very same thing earlier, and now Mary said the very same thing. You could have, you would have, you should have, but you got here too late. And... Yeah, they get to, to the same story again, but Jesus is still... Let's give you time. Amen. we we'll are back again. But Jesus is still doing what he needs to do. And he's still going to. We are verse 3. Therefore when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. 34. And he said, "Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. 36. Then the Jews said, See how we loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man who opened up opened the eyes of the blind, also have kept this man from dying. Then Jesus again groaning himself, came to the tomb was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he had been dead four days. Now Martha believed from experience, and I think many of us have certain expectations from experience. From experience, there's a natural order of things, amen. The natural order is if you die, you will rot, you will fall part of the dust again. That's the natural order of things. It's how it goes, it's how it goes for everybody. Except Lazarus at this time. Martha's expectation was that this is the natural order of things, this is what's gonna happen, it's already happening and it's it's finished. But Jesus thought, man. Because there's a supernatural order of things. You know in Ezekiel 37, God asks the prophet Ezekiel, He says to him, Do you have that? No, you don't have Don't worry, don't worry. He asks him, Can these dry bones live again? And Ezekiel says, Now look, there can be a natural answer. And the natural answer to that is, No way, no way. These things don't even have... Muscle or, or blood running through them. There's no way these bones can live again, but there's a supernatural answer and this is the answer Ezekiel gives. He says, Lord, only you know. And you know. And, and, and I believe that there's, a, there's, there's, there's an actual order of things in our lives. But we need to begin to expect the supernatural order of things to happen in our lives for God to begin to move. Because there's a supernatural order of things to happen. And and, and if you read Ezekiel 37, God said to him, then prophesy to these bones. Bones, hear the word of the Lord. And the bones began to rattle. And the bones began to shake. And Jesus goes on in further on in, in the scripture and he tells and he speaks into the bones of Lazarus, into the body of Lazarus, into that tomb, and he says, Lazarus, come out. And the bones began to rattle. And the blood began to pump. And the heart began to beat again. And uh, the brains began to eat those serpents. I don't know. The brain serpents will tell you this. Electrical pulses that go on. And those electrical pulses started going off again, and things started happening, and and he started, leg out, and he started moving, and he started walking, and God is saying, when I was preparing this sermon, God was saying to me, don't expect the natural order of things every time, don't expect the natural order of things when you're dealing with me, I am the God of the impossible, and he tells us that over and over again, he says, don't expect the natural order of things when you're dealing with me. Begin to expect the supernatural. Because it says Lazarus come forth. But then he goes on. Sorry, where am I? Where am I? We are 43. Verse 44. And he who had died. Man, he who had died, who had passed away. We already gave up. We finished. We put him. We wrapped him up. We put him in the grave. Came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth, Jesus said to him, loose him and let him go. I believe that God was about to loose some things today, loose some expectations that we had given up too many years ago. We, we, we had given up some things, and we had called it dead. We had said, Lord, it's been there too long. It's been there too long now. This ex- I don't expect it anymore from you. I don't expect you to see you doing miracles in this church anymore. You know, I I, I had that expectation. You know... Those things happen in other churches. We don't need to do it. But my God is saying, I'm tired of that dead expectations. Come on, get up. I want you to begin to to believe those expectations again. I want you to believe that I am able. I want you to believe that I am strong. That I am God. That I am able to do the impossible. And God told us this in His Word. And I want you to begin to expect that today. My my purpose for the sermon was that we we begin to expect the things that God wants us to expect and leave out the dry dirty expectations like Mary and Martha didn't expect Him to do. They had their expectations and the expectations ended here, yeah, But my God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can imagine or even think, and He goes further than the expectations. Where the expectations line stopped, He went on and He went on and He went on and. He went on and Man, none of them expected to see Lazarus again. None of them expected to hold Lazarus again. None of them expected to kiss him again. None of them expected another word from his mouth again. But it happened. And that's the power of our God. Today, I need you to expect something miraculous. If we can stand this morning. I know we're just a little bit over time, not so much. That much is fast, like Pastor Mark always says. If we can stand today, we want to begin to expect something miraculous. I want you to put aside all the expectations that you've had over the years that I can't do it, I'll never be able to reach there. It's never been done before in my family. This is what I can expect, I will expect no more. But I want you to begin to expect what God wants us to expect today. God wants us to expect Him to do the impossible. God wants us to expect That he is not just the God of the natural, but he's a God of the supernatural as well. That where our expectations lie, stop, he can go further. So this morning I want you to bring your expectations to the Lord. Whatever they are, high or low expectations, bring them to the Lord this morning. And I want you to speak, prophesy like Ezekiel prophesied to the dry bones. Dry bones, expectations, hear the word of the Lord today. You will live, you will rise you will begin to live again. You will begin to do what God has called you to do. Some of us have given up on our purposes for our lives. Some of us think we'll never get there because god it's just too long, it's just been too much and we will never be able to minister for the Lord. And I want you to take those expectations and throw them in the bin today. I want you to expect something new. God is able to use me. God loves me so much that he died on the cross for me. He won't give up on me today. He won't give up on me tomorrow. His purpose for my life is still strong. His purpose for my life is still going on. He won't stop it today. He won't stop it now in Jesus' name. Father, we bring our congregation before you. Every single one of us with expectations this morning, Lord. Daddy, I ask that you begin to turn our expectations around like you turned Mary and Martha's expectations. Lord, help us to begin to expect you to do the supernatural today. I want to see you do the supernatural today, Lord. I want to see you do miraculous things in this place today, Lord. Is there anyone here that is sick? You've given up. You thought, God won't do this for me. I expect nothing more from God anymore. Today I want to pray for you. I want to. We want to. We're gonna lay our hands on you, and we're gonna. We're gonna expect something great. We're gonna expect something new. If you are here this morning, just just raise your your one hand. If you are sick in your body, Father, every single person that has their hand raised now that is sick in their body, Father. Lord, we ask that you begin to touch them right now. Touch them. Touch them at the point of their need, Father. Touch them, Father. Touch them from the inside out, Jesus. Father, we expect it today. We expect you to heal them. We expect nothing less, Father. You are the God of the supernatural, you are the God of the impossible, Father. And we believe it today, we receive it today. Daddy, Lord, I thank you that you move in their hearts right now in Jesus' name.